Welcome to the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. I'm your host, Shayla Quinn, and together we'll go on a journey of self-discovery as we explore all of the inner workings of what it means to live an inspired life. Join me for solo episodes and conversations with special guests for real, authentic deep dives into all things yoga, wellness, self-love, mindfulness, and everything in between. If you're ready to get inspired, learn, grow, evolve, to connect, and up-level your life, then you've come to the right place. I am beyond excited that you're here, so let's dive in. Hi, babe. Welcome back to the podcast. You are in for an absolute treat, I think, with this episode. Today, we are chatting with fitness instructor and founder of the fitness concept and app Sweat Sessions, Ms. Aubrey Winters, who I consider a friend and an all-around inspiration and absolute joy to be around. In this episode, we chat self-confidence, self-worth, following your intuition, friendship, the power of being of service, living intuitively. We each share our super raw and honest thoughts on living and working in the influencer space in Los Angeles. We touched on moving across the country, rising up after abuse, why you should bet on yourself. We even got into Aubrey's morning routine, which you know I love a morning routine. She also shared her top tips for boosting confidence and so much more. Babes, this episode was so fun. It was really raw and honest and conversational and just felt so good. We covered so many different topics and I truly hope that listening to it is as therapeutic as the conversation was for us when we recorded it for you. So on that note, I'm just going to let you dive right in. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode with Aubrey Winters. Aubrey, welcome to the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. This feels long overdue to have you. (laughs) It's so good to see your face via Zoom. I know, it's so good to see you. I wish we were in person, but this will have to do for now. For people in my community who are not familiar with you, I would love Mm -hmm. for you to just kind of give us a rundown of who you are, what you do, and what brought you to doing what you're doing now. Yes. So I am an entrepreneur, fitness instructor, and the creator behind Sweat Sessions, which is a fitness app and kind of turning into a little lifestyle. It was always my dream to have um, a multifaceted fitness brand that wasn't just about working out to look a certain way, but really had the mindset component. So now we have mindfulness, meditation, manifestation, yoga, and then all of the workouts that I host on the platform. Um, And yeah, I got into this by, um, you know, kind of default, I was a dancer my entire life. And I felt like I was coming to a close with my dance career at my late and mid to late 20s went through a few career changes. And then Um, I had been teaching pure bar back in the day while I was being, while I was pursuing dance. And, um, you know, once I kind of went through my life changes in my twenties and career shifts, I was like, what really makes me happiest and brings me the most fulfillment is moving my body, but also serving others while doing it. And fitness ultimately was, um, that for me. And I kind of threw myself back into the fitness scene around 28, 29 and, eventually ended up creating sweat sessions and growing my um, online platform on Instagram. And yeah, now we're here. And it's really wild. I was just reflecting on that this afternoon because I'm in Colorado right now. And I remember being in my 20s, just feeling like I wish I could have a job one day that would allow me to have freedom that would allow me to do something that I really love, but also live my life and enjoy my life. And I got emotional sitting on the couch being like, wow, I'm here. 
we're doing it. <laughs> it's crazy. I love that. So yeah. take us back to your mid to late twenties. Did you picture yeah. yourself doing what you're doing now? Could you even fathom that it would be this fulfilling and amazing? Or how did you come to where you're at now? Yeah, I think that in my twenties, you know, I was dealing with a lot of self-esteem issues. I I know that you've also dealt with this. You know, Mm -hmm. I was in a very abusive relationship for a long time in high school, college, my early twenties. And, um, it impacted the way that I felt about myself so deeply on top of that, you know, pursuing dance was really hard on my confidence. I never felt good enough. I felt like a failure. And so it was really hard for me to envision what it was that I would ever end up doing because I truly didn't feel worthy of living a life that I'm living now. Um, It took a lot of rebuilding. It took a lot of inner work. It took a lot of boundaries and friendship changes in order to get to this place that I'm at. So while I knew, I always knew that I had something fun inside of me. I always knew that I wanted to be able to do something that I loved. I never, um, in my twenties really believed that I could, cause I didn't feel like not only did I have the support from others, but I just didn't see it within myself. Um, so navigating that was really confusing and really hard. And, um, you know, it's, it's just all the feels, but once you kind of step outside and you realize that there is more waiting for you, you just have to be the one to take the opportunity and do something with it. Um, and that's what really shifted everything for me. So perspective shifts, lifestyle changes, and, um, kind of just letting go of the fear and doing the damn thing anyway. So, yes, you know what? I don't think that I knew that you were in an abusive relationship too. Yeah, I've never spoken I about that. Yeah, I always um, never you post about it. I just my heart is always just sinking into my stomach because um, I've been there and it's it's really hard. It's really, it's really so hard. hard. And you know, I relate so much to what you just said, and it's <laughs> it's really a fucked up dichotomy, isn't it? Because on the one hand, it's like I too felt like I meant for more, but then there was this larger part of me that hated myself and didn't feel Mm -hmm. like I was worth more and couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I would just continuously attract people that would nurture that negativity, you know, Mm -hmm. and and pull myself farther away from myself, basically. It's like, you know, but then you're like, when you ask yourself, well, why am I worthy of it? The answer falls short. You're like, well, I guess I'm I'm not. not. I guess I'm not. Like, I I don't know my why, you know, like I feel worthless. I feel really low. I feel this. I look like this. Like you don't feel good enough um, because of almost the way that we were. um, I won't say like not raised because it's not that, but ultimately it is like in some of the most impressionable impressionable times in your life, you're dealing with an abusive relationship that is constantly cutting you down. And Mm -hmm. so that those are some crucial, crucial years where you are Mm -hmm. building who you are. And all, you know, up until a certain point is I'm what this person said about me. And you believe that shit. And so then you know that you're worth more, but you can't really put your finger on why am I worth more? And now I feel like you would probably be able to say, and I am able to say why, because I'm fucking awesome because I'm really good at what I do because I treat people well. I treat myself well, but when you're in a situation where you're constantly being told otherwise, it really, it really sinks in, especially when you're young and you don't have the tools to pull yourself up out of that shit. 
it's fucking hard. 100%. And even growing up, I had a lot of situations and experiences with friends or getting bullied in school or the loss of the relationship with my dad. He wasn't really present in my life. And all of these things became this breeding ground for me to really easily fall into toxic relationships and toxic friendships. And I was not a good friend to myself either. And so it just made it easier for me to perpetuate this self-loathing. And it's it's fucking hard. It's really, really hard. And I know a lot of people listening, sadly, can relate to that. I'd love to hear some ways that you started to build up your confidence. I know for myself, I had a really hard time showing up for myself. And so what I did instead, I, what do they say? Fake it till you make it. You know, (laughs) my mom would say, just, just pretend. And it's like that TikTok, that viral TikTok, you know, it's like, I did, I did. I pretended until I really felt it. And I really focused on being of service to other people. Don't focus on what you think you don't have or who you're not or why you can't. Just see how you can be of service to other people and just follow the things that bring you joy. And I almost feel like when you do that, you can't lose. Yeah. It's like you're actively manifesting. It's like you make it, but like you're just, you're living it out every single day and you're doing it with like a goal in mind. So you might not be at that end goal, but you're taking those steps every single day and you're like living and breathing what it is that you're manifesting. I mean, you can't fake it until you make it by sitting around and not doing anything. 100%. So it's like, you're, you're getting up, you're doing it, you're living it, you're breathing it and you're moving through it until ultimately you wake up one day and you look at it and you're like, wow, I'm here. I did it. And I'm feeling it. Like you're feeling yes. it in your heart. And what yeah. you focus on expands. The more you focus on the things that you're unhappy with or the things you think you're lacking, or even as far as working out when I would go into the gym and hate my, I couldn't hate my body into what I wanted it to be or <laughs> into being yeah. strong. And I was like, when I kind of let go of that and just focused on all the things I could do in the gym, it became more fun. My body actually started changing. I started to feel better. I was like, oh, we're literally manifesting without even realizing we're manifesting. Yeah. Um, what are you so- doing right now for workouts? I always see you working out with Fitty Britty and it makes me really jealous. I, guess oh, <laughs> I know um, we like to, we like a little berries class. Yeah. I like to do Pilates once a week. She will not go with me. She, she did go once, but she's like, it's too slow. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> so berries and Pilates. Yes, totally. <laughs> um, we wish you were here with us, but I would love to hear what are some ways that you, even to this day, like boost your confidence or help yourself feel better. Or when you were going through that big life change, what were yeah. some things that you did? I mean, for one, I started surrounding myself with people that like deeply lifted me up. This I is think so important. A, yeah. I think for a long time, I held on to a lot of friendships and this goes back to high school and college and even acquaintances and people that I met in LA. Um, I would hold on to these friendships. I'm a very empathic person. I feel all the feels I'm very nostalgic and I hold on to a lot. Um, so when it came to friends, I, in order to kind of maintain those feelings, I would hold on to these friendships that really weren't serving me or supporting me in the ways that I envisioned my life to go. Um, It kind of felt like in order for me to be able to feel good in these relationships, I had to stay small. And so one of the biggest things has just been um, restructuring the people that I have around me. And, and I feel like, you know, I don't have to do it in a loud way. It's not this like big thing, like you're in this category, you're in this category, like, 
it's more so of just me being super aware and me being so aware of how I use my time and my energy with those relationships um, and how I, you know, let them let that love kind of come towards me. And, um, you know, with the people who don't really serve that up level, I, I, I wish them well and we have our small talk and that's fine. But navigating friendships has been like a huge, huge thing for me. Um, I think another thing is just really like the self-talk and the daily practices that um, make me feel empowered. I know for a fact that some of my lowest times in my 20s were low because I didn't have a practice and low because I was comparing myself to everyone else. And it is so damn true that when you go inward, you find all the answers, you unlock all of the passions, you unlock the fire inside of you. But if you neglect that, and it comes down to neglecting a daily workout, neglecting five minutes of a daily breath work, neglecting a walk, whatever it is, and you neglect the things that you know will make you feel better, you're not going to fucking feel good. And Mm -hmm. so for me, it was just really carving out the time each and every day um, to do just that, to you know, have my morning walk, my romanticized morning routine. Um, people think it's silly, but it has helped me like crazy. I'm a different human when I can really implement all of those practices. So I think just, you know, with the confidence, it's it looking at how far I've come to and, and really letting that be the storyteller and letting that be the thing that I can look at and say, wow, um, you didn't think you could do that, but you did boost of confidence. You didn't think that you could do that or have that, but you did. And that also just boosts my confidence. So yes, a little mix of the boundaries that I set with people and um, situations and, you know, my morning practice, my, my daily routine, all the things. And all of those things you are investing in your energy and in yourself, Mm -hmm. you're placing more value on your energy and what you have to offer, even distancing yourself from people that aren't serving you in a positive way. It's like, it's just a way of you kind of like investing or depositing back into your energy bank, you know, and each time you make those choices, you're, you're boosting your confidence up every time. So for sure, I love a morning routine. (laughs) <laughs> walk us, walk us through your morning routine. Tell, tell us, give us all the deeds. Well, recently, I guess like last year, I got obsessed with my morning routine to where I was like doing the same thing every morning. And it is good to find that discipline because mm-hmm. once you start to notice the results, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't have it. It's a non-negotiable. But right now I'm at a place where I'm trying to be a little more flexible with what my morning routine looks like and really do the routine, not uh, from a place of like, I have to do this or else I'm yes. not going to feel good, yes. but come, come at the morning routine from a place of like, okay, where am I at today? What do I really need? You know, if I need to be on my phone for five minutes, I'm not going to sit there and make myself feel bad about it because three months ago, I told myself no phone for three months. You have to be up for 30 minutes before you touch your phone. You know, like yeah. there's got to be flexibility in the routine. Yes. So some of the things that I definitely implement that I love. Um, waking up, I have my whole little morning ritual of just like lighting my candles, setting the vibe. Um, I love my athletic greens in the morning. Like really, truly that's important to me. My I just started water, taking that actually. Greens. Yeah. You like it? Yeah, I do like it. it I like it a like lot of gum. It's so easy too. <laughs> Yeah, not sponsored guys. <laughs> not sponsored. Yeah, no, not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> no endorsement. Here. I'd love just, that though. I really love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love just like my beverages in the morning, Same. You know, all the all of the things. And then 
Um, I do my breath work or my meditation or my journal. Some days I'm in the mood to do 45 minutes straight through of all of that. Other days I'm like, I need five minutes and then I want to do something else because I'm feeling antsy and I need to get up and get moving. Um, a workout is a big part of my morning routine. And this doesn't include teaching. That was one thing for a long time that I would get a lot of energy from, but I was depleted afterwards because I wasn't filling myself up first. So teaching is not a part of my own movement practice. Um, So that's kind of off in another category, but um, yeah, I love my walks. Some mornings, you know, I'll read inserts from different books. I have tons of books at home. I can never seem to sit down and get through one entire book. Rather, I love to just wake up and read a little part of a different section, close it and move on. Um, So yeah, that's kind of my morning routine. Music is a big part of it. Um, sometimes if I'm feeling really weird, I'll turn on some music and do a little dancing before Brenda comes out into the living room. Um, we'll just do all the things. Love that for you. <laughs> what is, what is your current routine? I feel like um, you have like a very sacred routine. It's like very you know, like Shayla I, time. I do, you know, I do have, I go similarly to you. I, I go through phases where I'm not structured because it's not a rigid routine, but it is like very much like no phone, get up, meditate, like get, be really in the vibe. But then other times, like lately I want to get up and I have my coffee right away. And then I yeah. go for a walk and listen to a podcast, like a true crime pro- podcast. And sometimes I'm listening and they're like talking about murder. I'm like, this is not a way to start the morning. <laughs> That's how I feel before I go to bed at night. I'm like watching like Dateline, yes. Murder shows. Yes. yes. And Brendan's like, you're really going to go to bed watching this shit? I'm and I'm like, <laughs> with my sleep mask on, I, I rest my little head down on my down pillow. I'm like, good night. What um, um, murder mysteries are you loving right now? I always love listening to Crime Junkie. Have you ever listened to Crime Junkie? I've listened to it, but I've been spotty with it. Yeah, I, I love a lot of the earlier episodes, but I that's like the first true crime podcast that I started listening to. And then this is so random. Like, please do not make fun of me, but I love <laughs> listening to Nancy Grace. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I don't know. I can't, I cannot explain why, but I think like growing up, we, I would watch it with my mom. I've always been this way, by the way, like very bizarre yeah. child, like can't see blood, <laughs> can't deal with anything, needles, nothing, but I will watch a true crime documentary about like murder and all sorts of things. So we would have that on. And so so I randomly recently found her on, on Apple podcast and I was like, score, I will listen to that while I'm like doing other shit. It's like very random. It's my guilty pleasure. What can I say? I would love it if you could put a few of those podcast episodes by Nancy in the show notes. So I can reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I, gosh. I haven't had a true crime podcast that I've been super into in a minute. And you know what I also realized is when I lived in LA we spend so much time in our car so I could yeah. listen to like all the podcasts, but now in the morning I go on a 30 minute walk and then I'm like right into work. Cause I'm just back up yeah. in my apartment. So totally. I'm not in my car as much. Um, are you watching euphoria? I've literally never seen it. And everyone's like, you need to watch it. Do I need okay, to watch so, it? So yeah, you have to watch it. And similar to you, I cringe at like needles. Yes. Blood. Like yeah. it is. I used to watch intervention with my parents oh, and I yes. like, couldn't fully watch the episodes because Same. I would be like in the corner, like feel like, because I'm empathic. I'm Same. like feeling yes. this shit, like taking it on. And it's like so hard. I feel it in my bones. It's, you would love it. If you like true crime, it's not, true I crime, love but it's dark, a, it's a it's deep, fucked up twisted storyline. Oh, it's like one of my fuck. favorites. It's fucked up. You're going to love it. So many people <laughs> on Instagram, I'll see them post on their stories and they're like, 
so stressed, so stressed after that episode. And I'm like, really? I don't know if I need any more stress. Like, it is stressful, but somehow it is worth it. It's like, okay, I'll watch it. I'll watch it and it. I'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know. Keep me posted. So you recently <laughs> moved recently. Has it been a couple of years already? Oh my God. Yeah. From, from LA. Yeah. Has it really? This is wild. It's, um, it'll be two years in March, which is crazy. Just like, I don't even, it's hard to fathom. So how did that come about? And how, how is it? How are you? <laughs> Tell me all the things. Cause I'm You're thinking so about relocating to New York actually. Cause I've lived in LA for the last 13 years. I've grown up in California my whole life. I've never lived anywhere else. And I'm like, I'm 32. I'm single. I have no kids. I can work from anywhere. Why don't I go on an adventure? And I feel like you kind of just went off and, and did a thing. And I'm like, okay, tell me all the things. <laughs> well, first of all, I just need to tell you that I love that for you. I also you. went through that New York phase at the end of 2019. Um, it was a weird time in my life. I was like coming out of a breakup. I wasn't like super in touch with just like who I was single Aubrey quite yet. So I thought that it'd be a bomb idea to just pick up and go to New York. Um, the one smart decision I made for myself was to go test it for a month first, which I know you also did. So I want to hear about that journey for you. But, um, I got so sick while I was there for that month and it was so damn cold. And I was like living on the eighth floor in Nolita and walking up and down those stairs, up and down when you're sick to the grocery store to get your prescriptions. Like I was like, life is harder here. And mm. I don't think I have the skin to do it. So I didn't end up going to New York, but I did yeah. go to Chicago instead. Um, but New York is such a special place and I see you there and I hope that you do it because it truly is like, I don't know. It just like awakens a part of you that you didn't know existed. And it totally. does make you a little bit tougher. And it's just, I don't know. I'm excited. I need to hear all about that. But in terms of Chicago, like it was a very, um, obviously COVID was just unpredictable for everyone. Yeah. Um, a lot changed for so many. And for me, what that looked like was I had, I had started dating my boyfriend, Brendan at the beginning of 2020. It was long distance. He lived in Chicago. My family also lived in Chicago and I was visiting Austin the weekend of the lockdowns. We didn't know it was going on quite yet. I was supposed to teach for our South by Southwest. And Brendan was like, I'll meet you down there for like a weekend trip so we can hang out and I can go to your event, whatever. So we were down there. And then that's that weekend, everyone was kind of starting to put on like panic mode. Like we were hearing mm -hmm. more and more about the spread and things were locking down and we were like, what's going on? And that Sunday I was going to fly back to California and I started getting an email, I, emails from every studio that I worked at basically saying we're closing for the unforeseeable future. Um, we'll keep you posted, but for now, this is what we have to do. And Brendan was like, let's make a game time decision. Just come back to Chicago. Your family's there. I'm there. Um, you know, you don't want to be stuck in your apartment for however long by yourself in LA. So I had a suitcase with my cowgirl boots, one activewear set. I had like a pair of jeans, a sweater, and I moved to Chicago in the dead of fucking winter. I fucking I went, love that. <laughs> I went like, honestly, just thinking it was going to be like lockdowns. Like I thought that I'd go for two weeks and then things would start to open up again. I'd go back to California and life would go on. Um, instead, I stayed in Chicago for three months. We were in the heat of the pandemic. Um, I went, my lease was up in LA, like March or May, 2020. So Brendan and I flew back. Um, we moved out, we did a road trip back to Chicago and kind of the same thing. Like I figured I would go back to Chicago for summertime, shy, enjoy it at this part at this time in life, you know, um, 
it was still very much so the pandemic, but restaurants were kind of starting to open like for that first round before the second lockdown. So Brendan and I were getting more serious. And I said, you know, why don't we come back? I'll come back to Chicago for the summer. And then by fall studios will be open again and we will go back to normal life. And Mm -hmm. that never happened. So um, we ended up moving in together and I stayed. And I think that I always knew that I wanted to move to Chicago. You know, if the pandemic wouldn't have happened, I think I would have stayed in LA for a few more years, but you never really have a way of planning out your life like that. You kind of just have to roll with it. And, um, yeah, that was, that was how I ended up in Chicago. It was very unexpected. Um, for the first like year I did struggle with it because I would go back to LA for random things. And like, it still felt like there was a big piece of me there, very unfinished. Like I didn't feel like time had passed. I didn't really settle into my new reality. So that was kind of a struggle for me. Um, but you know, now I would say I'm, I'm definitely more grounded in this new reality. I love it. I am happy. I think that it took me a minute to just like anyone. And I'm sure for you too, with teaching and, you know, having to kind of pivot and switch up careers in a sense, we're doing the same thing, but in a totally new way. I never thought that I would own an online business. I never thought that I would be teaching virtual classes or that I'd have an app or do any of the things that I'm doing now. Um, so that was an adjustment, but I've settled into this new idea of what, um, my life is and what I want it to look like. And it feels really good. And I think it feels a lot better than where I would be if I was still in LA. Cause I think that LA has a way of kind of keeping you stuck. And I didn't realize that until I really got uncomfortable and left and maybe not that way for everyone. I would love to hear your opinion on that, but I just think I was running through the same cycle in LA and, I don't really know that I ever would have been able to like fully get out of it. Like I would envision myself being 38, still teaching like group fitness at the same rate and not really knowing how to get out of that. And so I feel really lucky that I did in a sense. Like, I feel like we all, I feel like for group fitness instructors in general, like the pandemic really gave us all an opportunity to, it was a make or break opportunity though. You either, it's like you either shift and pivot and evolve or you sink, sink or swim kind of a thing. Yeah. But also like it showed us to like own our value and that was a big thing for me. Like I was, I mean, you know, like you go from teaching like 20 plus classes a week for these low ass rates on for someone else's agenda. Mm -hmm. And you're neglecting like your own growth and your own worth in a lot of ways. And so I do feel lucky that the timing was what it was because I I could never go back to teaching in a studio for that amount of money. I just couldn't do it for my own self. Like, totally. I know that I'm more than that. And I think that a lot of people, a lot of instructors feel that, but it's, it's hard. Um, I know it is hard starting from zero and trying to build something. Um, but most definitely on the LA front, I mean, you got out at the perfect timing. Okay. (laughs) You really did because it's gone really downhill. If I'm going to be honest with you, it is just, you know, LA is interesting for me because in a lot of ways, the city broke my heart, you know, and almost broke me. And I've also grown a lot and I've learned a lot, but I feel a lot like you were just saying, you know, it's this monotonous cycle and it's the energy here. It's the energy. And I was actually at lunch with a couple of my girlfriends the other day and we were talking about this 
one of which used to live in New York. And I said, you know, I just feel really confident when I'm in New York. And she's like, oh my gosh, me too. You know, she's like, I don't know what it is when I'm here in LA. Like I feel less confident, more insecure. Like people are looking at me and I'm like, you know what it is? It's LA. Everybody is in everybody's business. They mm -hmm. want to like judge. They want to look around. They're insecure. They're projecting. I notice like I won't vlog on the street when I'm in LA because I'm like, oh, people are looking at me. I'm embarrassed. But in New York, I had my vlogging camera out. I'm like doing my YouTube thing. I'm like, I don't care. In New York and maybe it's in other places too. I just noticed that the, everyone is just, they're doing their own thing. And they're just like, I don't really care what you're doing. It's okay. It's great. Not great. I don't care. I'm just doing my own thing. The energy here in LA, people are like comparing. And I know this is like very generalized statement, but I think yeah. a lot of people feel that way where it, you do feel like you need to stay small and you're being kept small and like you're stuck and it's a weird thing. And I, of course, feel a level of comfort here because I have been here for so long, but it's like I've had this realization for at least the last year where I'm like, this comfort is not serving me in a positive way at all. Yeah. It feels like Groundhog's Day every day. Yes. It's the same. I'm like so bored. I don't live a boring life, but I'm so bored. Yes. And obviously like life is what you make it, right? Totally. Like at any point in time when I was living in LA, I could have up and up made the change and just said, fuck it and went to New York or, you know, I need to, you know, start this virtual platform and start my own app and stop teaching at all these studios and driving around and wasting all my energy. Of course, we could have changed that at any point in time. Yeah. But in LA, it is hard to do that because you also are living a lifestyle that is hard to afford. And you are paying rent to live in these neighborhoods that it's like so expensive. You're in your car all the time. You have to make ends meet. So at the end of the day, you're like putting in all this work into your craft in order for me, I was, you know, making ends meet and I didn't have the energy or the time at the end of the day, or even the inspiration, the space mentally to be able to go and create the things that mm -hmm. I wanted to create. And on top of that, I don't know that I was really surrounding myself with people who fully would have supported that. Um, I think that there was just so much competition and comparison and fakeness. Um, and oof, I don't know oof. that I, so I would have been able to do it. Um, yeah. I feel like in Chicago, similar to what you're saying about New York, I can just do my damn thing. You know, I feel like a little bit of a fish out of water sometimes in Chicago, because obviously the scene is just a lot different. Like you go from being in LA where everyone's kind of in the influencer space. You're surrounded by creatives constantly. You know, every group fitness instructor, you know, every studio to going to a market like Chicago. It's just a lot different. But in the same light, I've been able to fully do my own thing and kind of be by myself. And it's allowed me so much space to feel more creative and find my value and my worth and focus on my business and not get wrapped up in the petty bullshit yes. that I would get so wrapped up in living in LA. It is. Well, whether you think so or not, like, and I know you know this, everyone that is around you, including the people in your surrounding area or the people that you see, you know, at the events or whatever, it's like everyone's energy does affect you. Mm -hmm. So even if you're not going into it feeling like I'm comparing myself, I'm feeling this way, I'm feeling that way, you're still going around these people who are projecting that energy. And it's just, it's not a good vibe. You said in the beginning of this um, conversation that one thing that you did.
did to start to build your confidence was to kind of edit out the people who were not meeting you where you were at or, or being the type of friend that you needed. It's like, it's the same thing when yeah. you're running in these circles with people. I was so excited when I got into this space because I was like, everyone is going to be good in this space. We're all into health and wellness. I was coming from doing bottle service where I do actually have a few really great friends from there, but it was mostly toxic and just an unhealthy partying environment that was not yeah. conducive to me living my best life. And I was so disappointed to encounter so many fake people in this industry. I know it's a lot. And I, but I do think like at the same time, you know, finding that silver lining mm -hmm. and I'd love to hear what yours is. But for me, it's like LA really provided me the opportunities. And I feel like I'm, I was grounded enough throughout to be able to kind of clear out that noise and some of that energy. Of course it did rub off on me at times like it does, we're human, yeah. but I do, I do really give it up to my time in LA with like full gratitude. Cause it definitely showed me who I want to be in this space, yes. how I don't want to be in this space, yes. um, how I don't want to act, how I don't want to be this two-faced influencer. It showed me a lot about finding my independence in this space and not relying on other people because a lot of people are just opportunists. And that is the reality of it. That is the mm -hmm. reality of this life that lifestyle career industry that we are in. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to find wholesome people. So I think one of the biggest silver linings is just the fact that I was able to maintain independence and have these opportunities and stay true to myself throughout and learn a lot from being in a city like that, because that is how it is. And um, you can turn your blinders onto it and just kind of go with the grain or you can be aware of it and do it because you know that ultimately you're, you know, you want to build your career. And sometimes there's a time and a place for it. But I, I definitely think that, um, you know, staying true to yourself throughout all of it is like the number one biggest piece of advice I'd have to anyone who goes to LA stay the fuck true to yourself <laughs> don't don't lose sight don't lose sight <laughs> it's so true though and I think it it is an opportunity for us to again value ourselves and value the people in your life that are wholesome and honest and loving and supportive and like it just also strengthened the connection that I have with my intuition too because the same people that I was like mm, I have a bad feeling about them later on I'm like ooh Ooh, mm -hmm. yeah, I should have listened to that, you know, and also learning that it doesn't have to be this big blowout fight. Like I can just quietly release them. We can say yeah. hello here and there, but I, you know, I'm a very all or nothing kind of person. So I have a hard time being like friendly with people in a gray area. If I don't respect you, or if I feel like you're not a good person, mm -hmm. I can't just like go small talk it up with you, but I'm like, I can like send them love and good energy from a distance and I can just excuse myself and I don't need to be a part of that. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel that so hard. You, you said know, it perfectly. Yeah. It, it comes with any situation though. And I was just chatting about this or friendship actually on my Instagram the other day. And I got a lot of messages from women probably around our age saying that they have a really hard time with friend breakups or with things going wrong within friendships. And I think it's really important to normalize that if you are growing, you will lose people. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if you are growing they might come back into your life. Totally. And it might be okay that there was space between you yes. for a period of time. It might be okay that the fallout happened the way that it was because you had to learn something from it. And it's okay if you go back on what you said and you want to 
open up an opportunity to converse again or open up 100%. an opportunity. You know, it's like, it doesn't have to be this like hard thing. And that is, I've learned that so big time because I am the same as you. I'm all or nothing. And I have been very quick in the past to completely chop, chop people out of my life. Yeah. Like you're blocked, you're out, I'm done. <laughs> you cross me. And like, I cannot, if I don't trust you, then we cannot have yeah. even a, a, a semi surface friendly relationship. But you know, in a lot of instances, people have come back around, people have come back around with apologies, they've come back around with growth. And I am even open to that from someone else and for myself, we all make mistakes and friendships. And I think that we all, you know, especially women, we can be catty, we can be quick, we can be, you know, full of emotion. But um, I'm really trying to look at friendships and friend breakups from a place of just grace. And you never know right now, because um, I think that there's always there's always room to come back if that person's meant to be in your life. And if not, again, they weren't meant to be in your life and you can move on, but we got to let go of this, like these grudges. I, yes. we can't carry that weight with us. I, I mean, in the last few years, there's, you know, a couple people that I can think of specifically that I am no longer friends with. And the amount of time and energy that I've walked, you know, into each day with just like this heaviness on my shoulders about it. So consumed by it. We can't grow with that you know, with those it's an energy, energy drainer, have to release it yeah. and just know, like, if there's a conversation that's meant to be had, it will be had whatever we were meant to learn from it, we should learn and take away, you know, take it with us. And if there's an opportunity again to, you know, what let something let someone come back into our life. Great. If not great, we're on our path. We're moving. We're going. It is what it is. Totally. And yeah. I think you can apply that to everything in life, right? Like whether yes. you're starting a new business or you're moving to a new place. I keep saying this about New York. I'm like, you know, it's not permanent. Totally. Like if I go there and I don't like it, I'll come back. Like I'm yep. not embarrassed to be like, guys, this was a terrible idea. I know I just moved across the country. I'm actually coming back. The same goes for like what you were saying about friendships or you start a business and you need to pivot. It's like life is not linear. It's not one straight yeah, line. Yes, it's it's ups, it's downs. Totally. We got to be able to, you know, we got to be able to like show people grace. We it's need to ebbing be able... and flowing. We yes. got to like move yes. a little with it. Yeah. And 100. have a little grace with it all. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wait, Listen to your intuition. Me, yes. I want to hear about New York from you. Oh like I'm obsessed. what was your experience when you were there? Did you just spontaneously go? Like you were like, I need to get out of LA. Like give me. Yeah. You know, for the last year I've been feeling like unhappy here in LA for just different reasons and just craving something new. And I feel like I've been lacking inspiration here and unhappy in my apartment with this noisy neighbor and just feeling yeah. like, oh. Kind of like, what, what am I doing here? I'm, I can work from anywhere. Maybe I want to explore somewhere new. So I have a friend that lives in, I have a couple of friends that live in New York, but one in particular, she randomly called me up one day and she's like, do you want to go to London? It was like a random Tuesday afternoon. And I was like, London, really? I love London. We should go. And then she's like, oh man, well, long story short, she's with, she's a teacher. So she was like, oh, I can't get time off. And I said, well, look, why don't I just come to New York? I've never been to New York. Why don't I come and we'll stay, I'll stay for a week. I've never been the girl that's like, one day I want to live in New York. Like, yeah. No. Also, you've I, never been before. No. Oh my God. I've been all over Europe, all <laughs> Indonesia, everywhere else. Never been to New York. So Unreal. I know. So I was like very excited and just thought it'd be like a fun weekend 
just to get out of my place, my noisy neighbor, get some Mm -hmm. peace and quiet in New York. Isn't that ironic? And I got (laughs) there, I know. And I got there and I just felt, I was just like blown away at this strong intuitive feeling like, wow, New York has something for me here. I'm meant to be here. Mm. I don't know why I can't explain it. It doesn't really make sense. Sounds challenging to move across the country and sort all this out. But I think that this is what I need to do. And I just felt myself come alive and my inspiration come back to me. And I just felt excited and like getting lost with purpose and like feeling like a kid again, not knowing where I am and just excited to like, it just felt good. The anonymity, the whole thing. And while I was there, I just felt like, yeah, this is something that I should explore. And then I came back home. This was like at the end of last year. It's like around Thanksgiving. And I was on a high when I came back and was feeling good in LA again. I was like, maybe I just needed to like, you know, change things up. Mm -hmm. And then I slowly started to feel my energy decline again. And I felt like, let me go back again and just see how I feel there. Let me just not base it on logic or what's easiest or what's makes the most sense financially, et cetera. Like, let me just see how I feel speaking about feelings in this episode, mm-hmm. aren't we? Mm-hmm. And I got there and I immediately felt, yeah, this is it. This is where I got to be. And so yeah. it's just been a very intuitive choice to go. Like, I love that. Don't really have a plan, but everything is aligning. And I keep saying like, as long as things keep flowing and I'm just saying yes to what feels good and doesn't totally make sense. You know, people are like, why are you going to New York? I'm like, just, I don't know how to feeling. <laughs> just how yeah, to feel like I, I should mean- go. It doesn't have to make sense at all. Yes. Yeah. It's but incredible that you just are listening to that and leading with that. I think that that's when like all of the fucking magic happens. 100%. Like when you start trying to force something, like you could say tomorrow, like, I want to be like the number one, like yogi in LA. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to push this out. I'm going to create all the content in my cute little apartment. You know, I don't know that you would really get that because you're so against the grain of what your gut and your intuition and your heart is telling you. So happy for you. Thank I'm so you. excited. Wait, so are you moving? You're doing it. <laughs> okay. Are we are we dropping this hint right here on the air with Aubrey? Aubrey Winter did you just pull that out of me? Right now? <laughs> I think you just did. Um, I mean, here, let's, let me be honest with you. I have not signed a lease. I'm basically on a one bedroom waiting list because I need my one bedroom. Okay. I'm too old for a studio. I record a podcast. I can't get in the closet. Like I just, I want a one bedroom. Um, and so I emailed the leasing agent this morning. I woke up this morning. It's like two weeks since I've talked to him. I woke up this morning. I was like, I need to email him. I don't know why I just feel like I need to email him. So I email him and he writes me back. He's like, your timing is impeccable. He was like, I literally was just going to email you. We got a one bedroom that opened up last night. I like literally emailed him this way. I'm like, hope this doesn't feel aggressive, but just checking in. <laughs> like, I know it's been two weeks, but just want to know. Um, so, you know, yeah. I mean, I haven't signed a lease. No but worries at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exclamation, no exclamation, exclamation. Yeah. But I just wanted to. No hard feelings. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I'm trying, trying to fix that, but it's still there a little bit. So, I mean, I haven't signed a lease officially, but my couch is gone. I'm selling my shit. Like it's happening. guys. <laughs> it's, it's happening. Fucking happening. It's Hold happening. On, I I hear that one more time. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. New York, baby. 
I'm so excited. I'm so excited. You got to come visit me. I'm a lot closer to you over there, right? Yes, you are. I've never been to Chicago. I want to come. It looks so pretty in all your pictures. It is. It's a lot. It's a lot like New York. I would say it's just like a much smaller, slightly cleaner version. (laughs) I'll also throw this in there. It's probably a little bit more affordable or a lot more affordable. New York is so (laughs) expensive. Oh my gosh. I know, but it's fucking worth it because mm-hmm. if you're feeling that inside, like it's like you have to just put it forward. You know, you're like, I'm going to put this forward. I'm going to take a leap of faith. I'm going to spend the money on the one bedroom and just hope that it all works out. And also like trust that like so much will come from it just from you being in flow. Like you're going to make the investment in your rent and being there to listen to your heart and do the damn thing. And I just feel like opportunities will start unfolding because your heart is like so in it. So that's so don't you think like anytime you can tell me your experience, I feel like anytime I've ever done that, where I've just really listened to my intuition and taken a leap, even if it doesn't make sense on paper or nobody else understands it, not only does it work out, but it works out a hundred times better than I ever could have thought. Do you agree? 1000. Oh yes. Anytime that you're like kind of fighting it for reasons that are outside of yourself, for one example, not doing something because you are afraid of what people will think of you or not doing something because there's not like, it it doesn't, like you said, make full sense. There's no like reasoning to it. It's like that when you stay in that zone, you're just kind of putting out the message that you're not like ready for all that's meant for you. You're kind of willing to just stay stagnant for all these reasons outside of yourself. And that to me makes no fucking sense. Like Mm -hmm. you have to be selfish sometimes and you have to do things that don't make sense and just trust that you're doing it because it's like absolutely what you're feeling in your heart and what is best for you. I mean, so many examples of this over the years, um, one being like quitting a full-time job that I had and just going back into fitness. It made absolutely no sense. But Even I the pandemic. That, I mean, the pandemic. We for, relied yeah. on studios. Like I remember yes. thinking like, I can't drop my classes. This is a huge part of my income. But we, I mean, granted we were kind of forced to do it, but like kind of thank God for that because we showed ourselves that we are completely capable of doing that. I mean, the old Aubrey would have gone into the pandemic and been completely fearful, would not have showed up on Instagram every day hosting lives, would not have put myself out there and had random dance parties on stories or, you know, shared my heart. I probably would have just like curled into a tight ball, stayed in bed until 12 o'clock, literally watching Dateline on repeat, hoping (laughs) that there'd be a light somewhere that I could step into. And so just creating this shit for myself. And yes, pandemic is a perfect example of that. Like, you know, we just kind of threw ourselves into it you found your craft, you either leaned in or you sat in the same spot in, you know, fear of failing or people judging you or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just, I I feel like 100%, you have to do shit sometimes that doesn't make sense in order to be where you want to be. And in order to grow more than anything, like, I think that like, we can always have our eyes on these end goals, right? But like, we have to be willing to show up for the process because the end goal might be like sparkly and pretty and magical. And we might make a decision that doesn't make sense. We also have to be willing to like take a step each and every day through that process to get there. And every day it's not going to make sense. Every day you're going to be like, fuck, I'm dealing with this shit. I shouldn't have done that. Oh my God. Why did I sell my furniture? Why did I do this? Why do that? But you just have to continue to lean in and take the steps 
every day, whether it makes sense or not, because it's like, what is on your heart? And you know, if you don't do it, you're just doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we don't have to wait until things, until we're forced, right? Like, um, or till things get so bad that you finally make a choice. You know, that's my favorite thing. I like to hit my absolute rock, 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 rock bottom. And then I'm like, (laughs) Oh, okay. I guess I'll, I'll change this, but you can pivot and make a new choice and take a leap of faith and do the damn thing at any time you choose. Right. Like whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. You know, and if you just take the leap and go for it, like the universe will meet you where you're at, you know, 100%. I get this. I'm sure sure you get this all the time too, but like, you know, messages from, from people who are like, I really am unhappy at my current job. I'm in this awful relationship. I am, you know, I don't know how to get out. I'm kind of waiting for the right time. I mean, I have someone very close to me who is waiting for the right time to, get out of this job that they're in. And it's like, there will never be a right time. The doors might open for you because maybe you're putting in just like the mindset and the manifestations, and there might be an opportune moment for you to make that choice. But let's pretend that that might never come. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Are you going to continue to stay there and, and just sulk in this unhappiness or these bad vibes or whatever it is, not doing what it is that you really want to do or willing to just say, okay, like today I'm going to wake up and I'm just going to say, fuck it and go for it. And I think that that's, I think that that's an amazing point that you just made. Like we don't have to wait until rock bottom to do that. We can, and, and even, and even if we do, you know, have to hold out to make the income in order to, for a door to open. Yeah. They'll continue to do whatever yes. it is that you want to do on the side yes. until that opportune moment comes. And then boom, you're out and you're pivoting. Like totally. you gotta, you gotta kind of keep putting in that energy to the things that you really want in your life. Could not agree more. Okay. Yeah. So tell us about yeah. sweat sessions. Give us all because <laughs> now it's an app. You were teaching it in studio here in LA yeah. and now it's just evolved and it's expanded. And like, tell us all the things that you have going on. I know you spoke about it a little bit in the beginning, but I mean, where do I begin? Like this little idea that I had to just like do dance cardio in my own group fitness classes turned into this like full fitness lifestyle platform, which is really cool. So sweat sessions is, um, you know, a fitness program. We have the on-demand, we have live classes still. It is available via app in the iTunes store, seven day free trial, plug it. Let's go babes. Um, but you can have everything from sculpt to strength to bar cardio hit dance cardio. We do movement slower. We have workouts for beginners. We have workouts for more advanced. We have a little bit of everything. Um, we now have yoga on the platform. We have mindfulness, meditation, um, manifestation. We kind of have it all. And this year we are launching, I am launching, um, active wear, not active wear, athleisure and equipment. So I love me some athleisure. I cannot wait to see this. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Active wear is on the forefront of my mind. So that's why I said it. It's definitely a dream of mine. So hopefully one day it's coming, but yeah, it's coming. Um, but yeah, we'll have some athleisure, some sweaty bish merch, um, and we'll have booty bands and, uh, Pilates balls. And yeah, it's just, it's really like sweat sessions has really been cool to watch evolve and grow. Cause it just is like, so from my heart and I've changed so much over the years that I've had the concept and 
I think that that's really reflected in the programming and um, the way that the website has evolved. And it's just really, it's kind of cool to see, to sit back and be like, well, you can totally (laughs) see how much you've really truly stepped into your power. I don't know if you remember this, but I just was sitting here listening to you speak and remembering that we met randomly at an event like years ago before we kind of like became friends within like other mutual friends. Do you remember that? Where was that? Was that at that, that was at like a pure bar place or somewhere. I remember you were wearing a PE nation outfit. Cause I remember thinking like, Oh, that's such a cute outfit. Oh my gosh. Wait. It's like kind of coming back to me. Was it, wait, was it the dance cardio one with carbon? Yes. I think it was, uh, but I remember you said something about my, my sneakers or something or my pant yeah. leggings. You're like, Oh, those are really cute. I was like, Oh, thank you. And we were both like, just like very quiet and like not talking <laughs> to anyone, like not talking to each other or anyone. And then it's funny because I saw you kind of resurface within my, my orbit later on. And it's just been amazing to watch you expand and up level and grow. And you just, you glow different. Like you just look happy. And like, I'm just inspired by you. I'm proud of you truly. Like it's really amazing what you've done. Oh, I just got the chills and I feel like my nose is tickling. Like I'm going to cry. I, I do feel the same way about you though. I mean, we went yeah. from kind of being in this like aloe yoga situation, teaching, doing events. And even for you, like, I feel like you've stepped into this like place of just like sharing your heart, like all of the things that you share. And by the way, you mentioned TikTok. I'm not on TikTok. So I do see some, I see your reels. Oh. But I I feel like I need to go just like be on TikTok to follow you because you really are like opening up conversations through your reels and the storytelling of your life and just like such a beautiful, empowering way. And um, it's crazy to think just like across the board, like when, you know, taking it back to when we first met, like we probably never would have had the confidence or the support around us to be able to share that. And I know that you share and I share probably with the intention of lifting up everyone around us and those moments of like feeling like we're failures or our abusive relationships or whatever it was like really channeling that energy now to share it in a way of like empowering other people and other women. And I know that just from you sharing that you inspire me. So thank you. Like I really have never been open about even that abusive relationship. And when I saw you starting to share about it, it gave me a little more confidence to share snippets of that with my community. I haven't gone like balls to the wall and sharing that story, but you know, it feels good to know that there are other women who have experienced the same hardships that, you know, we have and using that to grow and cultivate more support and vulnerability. So You're thank you. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And I know, I know what you mean. Like even you just saying that to me I, in my head was like, oh, really? Yeah. You, you, but you're so beautiful and you're so smart. And, but you know, like in your, the, I'm sure, and I'm sure you've thought that about, you know, it's like that shame and fear around sharing it because I'm like, because I let this happen to me, I must be stupid or not worth it, or I deserved it, or I made that happen to me. And that's like that victim mentality, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. like, has not been easy for me to share either, but I think sharing has allowed me to love all parts of me. And it's helped me heal that all or nothing mentality that is just not serving me because just because I was in an abusive relationship and I allowed someone to disrespect me doesn't mean that I'm not now worthy of love and respect. You know, yeah. and it's like, we're so dynamic as human yeah. beings, you know? And so and that's really the power of like what we do too. I was just talking to one of my community members earlier about how I wish that I had someone in my twenties 
to oh, be yeah. there as like a mirror for me or to even just be there on social media to share kind of the information that you're sharing and I'm sharing and to know that like we will get through this hard time. We will move past this place of feeling insecure. We will move past these toxic relationships. We will move past, you know, the uncertainty and the fear that we're feeling about our futures and our worthiness. You will move past it and have someone to really be there as an example. And now I look at what I share and I look at, you know, what you share and it's, we're lucky that we get to do that. And I'm so happy that we have like freed ourselves to share this story because without that is a dark, scary place is a dark, scary scenario is someone who feels like there is no light. And that is not a place to be in. And so through our platforms, you know, hopefully sharing these stories just allows other women and men to know that like, it's worth it to fucking bet on yourself. And it is worth it to, you know, share these stories and to connect with other people because there are others who have been through it too. And you don't have to hide these hard times. You can share them and release yourself and free yourself from it. And I mean, your content Shayla is like, it is, Thank you. it is doing just that. So thank Thank you. you. Thank you. I think, you know, too, it's like what we were saying earlier about being of service, no matter whether you're a content creator with a platform or whether you work a nine to five or you're a stay at home mom or whatever your job is. And if you're experiencing difficult, challenging situations, I think the quickest way to experience relief is to see how you can use what you're either going through or what you've gone through. How can I be of service in this way? Like, how can I show up as the person that my younger self needed? Mm-hmm. I needed to hear that somebody else was going through this and that it wasn't okay and that I deserved more. Like, I wish I could have had that, you know, and it's amazing that you and I are both able to be those people, you know, you for me and me for some people too, I hope. It, like we all have influence. We all have power to change people's days, weeks, months, just in the way that we interact with them. Like everybody is going through something. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I are both going through stuff yeah. at this moment, neighbor stuff. But you know, yeah. we're all going through <laughs> lots, of neighbor stuff. lots of neighbor stuff. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. My, my community <laughs> knows all about my neighbor stuff. They're probably <laughs> sick of hearing about it from me. But you know, but it, it's just like a matter of you can influence someone's day just by being kind. And I, even if you're in a bad space, like make it your mission to see if you can uplift someone on your journey. You know, yes. and it'll make you feel good. It'll uplift you in return. It's like a win-win situation. One hundred percent. Absolutely. And that's why it's so important to do the things that you love and that bring you joy. Because when you feel that in your heart, it's like, how can you not share that with others? You know, how can you not like spread that light and share that passion and in and, and the hopes of inspiring others to find that light for themselves or that passion for themselves? Thank yeah. you so much for doing this with me. Obs. This was so special. It was like therapy for me. <laughs> Me too. Me too. It's so good to just see a familiar face and to be able to just talk about real things. And I know you're amazing. So thank you. We'll have to have you back on. This was so nice. And I will link everything down in the show notes, but definitely go and connect with Aubrey. We have the app, we have events coming up, but there are a lot of them are for Chicago locals only. Sorry, okay. everyone, everywhere. <laughs> but <laughs> there will be opportunities and yeah, lots of things coming. So follow me on Instagram. I'm always updating there. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. I hope you got something valuable from it and feel empowered to take inspired action. 
Thank you so much for tuning in and spending time with me today. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I loved creating it, then please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know of anyone that would benefit from the podcast, I would love it if you would share it with them. I always say that we rise by lifting others, and this is a totally independent podcast, so every little bit of support truly means so much to me. If you're looking for more, let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at Shayla Quinn. I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you again for listening, and I'll catch you next week.